Welcome to this week's Green Setup. This is Richard Henshaw. I'm the horticulture educator for the Kane DuPage and Kennel County unit with the uh, University of Illinois. And in the studio with me, and it's been a while, is Russ Higgins. Russ is our commercial ag educator covering northern Illinois. How are you, Russ? I am great today, Richard. Good. Uh, it's been way too long since uh, uh, I've had you in the studio here. Usually I catch you in the springtime and somewhere around the the middle of the growing season and we seem to have skipped that this year with all the things that were going on so I've got you here now and and um, I have shared with listeners over the weeks um, all the things that are going on this year especially maybe in the vegetable garden as the season's gone on but uh, really haven't addressed uh, commercial ag uh, at all hardly so um, how has the growing season been for our our farmer what a growing season. You know, year in and year out, we look at what some of the limiting factors are for production. We look at when we get to plant the crops. We look at the pests that we actually endure. But really, we often look at rainfall. And in Illinois, really, from top to bottom, there has been no shortage. Now, some of that rainfall has come in, in amounts much higher than we would want, at least in any single event. Uh, but nonetheless, we are setting ourselves up almost for a record crop. So the I know um, for veggies that uh, kind of produce all season, uh, corn tassels and silks, and you get one opportunity for a good ear of corn. Uh, did the rainfall happen at the right time? Did we have the right kind of weather? Most Illinois farmers had the opportunity to plant early. We saw something we almost never see in northern Illinois. We actually had some of our corn starting to tassel those last few days of June, certainly the first several weeks in July. And that's certainly an advantage because we avoided some of those really hot days. For the corn plant, the most critical time for yield is the week before and the week after pollination. So we really made it through that time frame in good shape. And because of that and because of the rain we have received, the projections out there are for the state of Illinois to average 200 bushel corn, and that's almost 25 bushel above what we had last year. We're also expecting a soybean crop of 57, which will also be a record. So if, if the USDA and NAS, the National Agriculture Statistics Service, surveys are correct, we're going to see record yields in both of those crops here in 2016. That's going to be amazing because I know, like I said, back into the uh, the home garden, uh, plants, once they finally got roots in the ground and established, I'm sure it's very similar to the corn or the bean plant. Uh, with all the rain and the good sunlight, those plants really developed very well and very thoroughly and began to kick out a lot of product. Uh, so it's good to know the corn and bean fields are kind of following following suit. Um, given, you just mentioned that uh, in the case of corn anyway, you saw some tasseling relatively early compared to other years. Um, are, are, is the corn plant pretty much done producing that ear of corn by now? Things of... The ears, the kernels are filled and things are good? I've had the chance to go through a number of fields in northern Illinois over the last several weeks. Almost all the corn is already in the dough stage with just one stage to go, which is the dense stage. That's a good thing because uh, really our crop is about 95% 
or more made. Really the only thing that could uh, go wrong at this point in the growing season, and I need to be careful here because we've seen that it can happen, but you know, if we have a high wind, if the plants actually get knocked down and uh, the ears are actually unharvestable. Uh, but as far as from what the plant has actually done, uh, it's really done a very good job setting kernels, filling those kernels, and Richard, I really expect harvest to start somewhat early here in northern Illinois. I wouldn't be surprised if in a couple weeks, three weeks at the latest, we see some of the first combines rolling in this part of the state. Amazing. Um, so I've been asking this whole time about corn. Um, I know beans have the ability to continue to flower and, and pollinate and fill a pod. Has that is that also been going on? So we have a really interesting scenario going on with the soybean crop uh, here in Illinois. And for any of our listeners who have been driving around in the countryside, one of the things they may have noticed is how tall the soybeans are this year. And we have a lot of that vegetative growth because of all the rainfall we've gotten. We're just a little bit concerned. We've seen this phenomenon happen before, that when our soybeans get very tall, Unlike the corn plant that normally just sets a single ear, we'll have a number of pods up and down that soybean plant. And when we have a really tall soybean plant, light doesn't get down to some of the lower pods and we don't get the pod fill. So believe it or not, we can have soybeans that are too tall. Uh, And we're going to see if that actually takes place this year. With our soybean crop, though, usually if we get plenty of rainfall in August during seed fill, that's a good thing. And in the month of August, certainly northern Illinois had no shortage of rain. That, that's for sure. Um, so we've talked corn and beans so far, but, you know, farming is many more crops than that. And uh, we all like to eat uh, different kinds of things on the, on the kitchen table, and livestock like to eat different things, too. Um, I know we've, out there in Illinois, we have wheat and oats, uh, other, other probably crops as well. Uh, I know uh, corn is put up as silage for, for our four-legged critters. Uh, what are some of these other, I don't want to call them minor crops, what are some of these other crops doing? Richard, why don't we go with secondary crops? Okay. We'll use that uh, today. Much, much better, thank you. And in, and in all fairness, they should not be ignored. As a matter of fact, the wheat crop this year uh, also set a record. Uh, the, the wheat crop, and here in Illinois, we grow soft red winter wheat. Uh, it's a winter annual, and we normally plant that in August or September. Uh, and when we plant that crop, what normally takes place is we'll get some growth in the uh, winter months. It'll go through the winter, then start growing again in the spring. Uh, Normally in northern Illinois, we harvest it usually in mid to late July, but this year it was harvested by the first week of July. Our wheat crop this year set a record, as I had mentioned, 75 bushels per acre. Uh, That's a record wheat crop here in the state. And we have something kind of interesting going on there. Normally, when we have a record wheat crop, We don't have the greatest corn crop because they don't have the same weather demands. For a good wheat crop, we normally like dry weather through June and July uh, during seed fill of that particular crop. We certainly didn't experience that this year, but nonetheless, we had a really good wheat crop. Very few quality issues like we had the year before. 
In case you're wondering, Richard, most of that soft red winter wheat goes toward pasta production. How about that? So, folks, when you're driving through the country and see all those waving grains, as the, as the song says, uh, we, we may have that for dinner sometime down the road. Thank you, Russ. Um, so if I've listened carefully here, we're having a record corn crop, a record bean crop, a record wheat crop. Um, so um, will all these record yields uh, uh, mean it's going to be a, a really good year for the farmer? Unfortunately, that's not the case. From a production standpoint, absolutely. We're probably going to have higher grain stocks uh, than we've had in some time. With those high levels of grains, we're in a supply and demand situation. Commodity prices now are being driven primarily by the stocks or how much grain we actually have. And commodity prices, corn, soybean, and wheat prices, have tumbled about 60%. Uh, from what they were really three years ago. And because of that, even though some of these farmers might be growing some of the highest yields they've ever produced, uh, they're in line with current production costs, and especially those who rent their land are likely to lose money on every acre they plant this year. Well, that's an amazing and and sad situation for the farmer because we certainly depend upon them for... For so many things we eat, wear, uh, and and live with, Um, I hope um, prices uh, come around for them, guys. Um, Russ, we're about out of time for this week's show. This is Richard Henschel, horticulture educator, and I've had uh, Russ Higgins, commercial ag educator, in the studio with me this week. Uh, I've convinced Russ to come back again, and we'll talk about uh, DNA and genetics and the birds and the bees the next time around. Thank you, Russ. Thanks, Richard. We'll see everybody again next week.